Welcome, foolish mortals, to the Spooky Podcast. I am your host, your ghost host. Kindly step all the way in, please, and make room for everyone. There's no turning back now. Welcome back to Not Another Spooky Podcast, where I'm your ghost hostess, Mandy Spooks, and you, my listeners and community, are the co-hosts. On this show, we fangirl over spooky pop culture and learn from it, too. Whether you love Halloween, horror, true crime, ghosts, or basically anything spooky, then you have found your spooky oasis, because here, we fangirl over all of it. I could not have thought of a better subject to kick off this return of Not Another Spooky Podcast than with The Haunted Mansion. Before we go any further, I did want to let you girls know that I am definitely a little bit nervous to be doing my first podcast on camera, but I'm also very excited about it. So if you do see my eyes moving to the side, it's only because I'm checking my notes and making sure that I touch on all of the points because everything we have planned for today's show is very important in my spooky opinion. (laughs) Um, So I just wanted to start off by saying that the timing of The Haunted Mansion could not have been better planned. I think releasing it right around the 100 days to Halloween mark was such a great strategic mood. You know, the spooky community specifically is just vibing and so excited that our favorite time of year is coming. And we also got to see all of the horror trailers for the movies that are coming this spooky season. So I just thought, what a great way to kick off 100 days to Halloween with one of our favorite spooky iconic pop culture themes which is the haunted mansion and just getting ready for everything that is in store for the season so for sure I just that's where I'm vibing right now you know but before we grave dig into the grim grinning ghosts I wanted to get into some news and updates haunted housekeeping All right, so if you are new to the show, the Haunted Housekeeping segment is just a quick and short little sweet segment where I share any news and updates that are not necessarily related to the subject that we're talking about today, but just things that I think you will find interesting or helpful if you are highly engaged in the Nerdy Ghoul Society. That's right. We are now called the Society. I have named it. We are no longer the community because we're way cooler than that. So welcome to the Nerdy Ghoul Society. (laughs) All right, so first thing for... First things first, if you're listening on a podcast platform, you can now catch these episodes on YouTube. That's right. You can see my cute and spooky face live and in action. As you guys can tell, I'm already stumbling on my words. This is going to get better. This is just a new way for Mandy Spooks to challenge herself and keep growing because that is what we are about on this channel. As a creator, we keep growing. All right. So if you are tuning in on YouTube right now, I want you to show your nerdy girl spirit and leave a coffin emoji in the comments down below because this is not another spooky podcast and our logo is a coffin. So leave me some spooky love in the comments with a coffin emoji. Did you leave it? I'm waiting. (laughs) All right. So 
For the time being, there will be no set schedule for the podcast and episode formats may vary, but at the heart of the show, we will always fangool over spooky pop culture. I also wanted to give a major shout out and thank you from the bottom of my heart to Monica Galman and Ghoul with the Curl. They were the first schools to subscribe to my new channel memberships. If you haven't heard, I now have memberships available at the link in the description or show notes below where you can support the channel for as low as $2.99 and get perks like access to our watch parties, spooky movie watch parties, I might add. And I will also give you an opportunity to check out all of the other perks you want with the tiers. There's anything you want from like adding live streams to your subscription to joining for Nerdy Ghoul Mail. So just a lot of fun stuff that I'm really excited about to hopefully continue to connect the Nerdy Ghoul Society in a way that just builds relationships, honestly, because that's what we are here for. Spooky, loving, supportive relationships. All right, and the last update I have is that I will be joining my first YouTube live party in probably more than two years or about two years, and it will be with none other than Lauren from Happy Haunts Library over on her channel. We'll be going live this Sunday, August 6th at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you have not seen the movie, do not worry. This party is really just going to be a Haunted Mansion celebration in light of the release. We're going to be doing some trivia. I will be sharing a go story from an actual cast member that worked the Haunted Mansion ride, so you're not going to want to miss that. And I'll see what other spooky stuff we have in store for the party, but I hope that you will join us if you are not able to. I will be sure to leave the link in the description currently for the live link, but then also I'll change it once it's like available and ready on her channel in case you're not able to catch it live. So stay tuned for that. And I think that is all the haunted housekeeping I have for you today. If you have been tuning into the podcast for a while, this is usually the spot where I tell you we share a cup of brew and talk about how we're keeping the spook alive. I realize that now I get to show you my cup of brew, which is so awesome. Sorry, I almost bumped into the mic. Um, this is my Haunted Mansion mug. I am actually drinking water today because I was so nervous. I was just like thirsty and I needed to make sure I had what I needed. Some ASMR. <laughs> uh, but... I am going to be saving Keeping the Spook Alive for another episode because I have so much to share with you ghouls that I just could not cram it into this one episode, if I'm being honest. So I need to take a little quick drink here. And we will get into The Haunted Mansion. Are we ready? All right. So The Haunted Mansion was released on July 28th, 2023. Fun little fact, it's exactly 20 years after the original Haunted Mansion starring Eddie Murphy came out. Uh, the movie was directed by Justin Simeon. I hope that I'm pronouncing that correctly. Something very special about him is that he was a previous cast member of The Haunted Mansion, which people feel has brought a lot of true nostalgia and feelings of the ride itself. So that's a fun little fact for you ghouls. The movie is starring Lakeith Stanfield as Ben Mathias, Rosario Dawson as Gabby, Owen Wilson as Father Kent, Tiffany Haddish as Harriet, Danny DeVito as Bruce Davis, Jamie Lee Curtis as Madame Leota. Sorry, I couldn't see. Uh, and then Chase Dillon plays Travis. And Jared Leto, of course, none other than Jared Leto. How could I not mention him as the Hatbox Ghost? So this movie surprisingly has an 85% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, specifically for 
the audience rating. I always share the audience rating because around here we don't believe in the critic reviews because we are fangles here and we're just here for the fun of it. I wouldn't be covering something that I do not absolutely enjoy and love to talk about. So that's a fun little fact for you goals here. You can always expect positivity and fun vibes from this goal. All right. So the summary, according to IMDb, reads a single mom named Gabby hires a tour guide, a psychic, a priest and a historian to help exercise her newly bought mansion after discovering it is inhabited by ghosts. OK, so in comparison to Eddie Murphy's Haunted Mansion, 50 percent of nerdy ghouls agreed that both movies were good in their own way. And I went on to ask how many of you were either disappointed and expected more got what you were expecting or were got a movie that was even better than you had expected or hoped for. And 82% of nerdy ghouls all said that the movie was better than they had hoped for, which I think sets a very high expectation of what to expect in our notes today, right? So I don't want to waste any more time. I'm going to jump right into my overall thoughts and then we're going to get into the co-host comments and submissions that you all sent to me on Instagram at Mandy Spooks. So first and foremost, this movie was such a beautiful way to address the circle of life. It's something that I really loved about this movie and something I feel is just like brewing in pop culture right now. You know, we had Barbie come out the week right before talking about how Barbie is becoming like self-aware and ask, do you guys ever think about dying? And there's just this very healthy conversation going on about death right now. And I feel like this movie brought that conversation full circle. It truly encompasses everything that this ride is meant to do. You know, it brings awareness to life and death and the afterlife. And the movie finds a way to talk about how important the process process of grieving and healing is. And I think that that is just something so beautiful to bring to light, especially with a strong male character. And that is just like my main takeaway. Like, I think that it brought some heavy elements to the movie, but also some very healthy, heavy elements that need to be talked about. So I am pretty sure that Happy Haunts Library is going to have so much to talk about this specifically. So be sure to tune into our live because I just I can already imagine what beautiful words she's going to share about that aspect specifically. And then... Another thing I really loved was the cinematography of this was really on point. It had great lighting and color correction. I did watch the Eddie Murphy version a couple of days ago, and I really loved that movie. I loved like the fun aspect it brought to the to the ride. Like it truly encompassed like that fun ride. It had all the elements, but I think where it really fell short was the lighting because everything was just too bright. And I think that that's definitely just a like. It just goes to show how much production has changed over the years, because at that time, I don't know that like this dark aesthetic would have worked. But now we have shows like Tim Burton's Wednesday. We have The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. We have Stranger Things. So I think like this new phase of cinematography is just so much better, in my opinion, because it really focuses on like the spooky atmosphere. And I think that this movie really captured that so well. And it was one of my favorite things about it. I really thought that the pacing was very great. I will touch a little bit more on this um, through someone else's comment. But I personally actually had to see the movie twice. I have been very transparent about what a crazy month July was for me. I had just gotten back from a work trip. I was absolutely exhausted, but I could not. I would not. 
I would never miss a premiere for a spooky movie like this. So I had to go on opening night, but I will admit it was a very bad decision because I was so exhausted that I just could not process the slow parts of the movie. So initially, I thought that it was kind of slow. But when I did go back to see it the second time, I absolutely loved the pacing. I think it did a really great job of like setting up what you needed to know. Also, just like that same feeling of being on the ride where you're like in line and you're waiting, like you're getting these like hints of what to expect when you go inside but you're not quite inside. And then it's like when you get inside the stretching room, that's when the ride truly begins. And I feel like that is exactly how the movie felt for me personally. I would say it felt like that slow, like what's gonna happen right up until we get the first encounter of the ghost with Ben. So I thought that was really well done. Initially, I didn't enjoy it. I'm not typically someone who loves a slow burn, as everybody knows, but I thought that it worked very well for what they were doing with this movie. And then another thing I wanted to talk about was the soundtrack. I am literally like counting the days and just checking every day on Instagram to see when are they going to announce the vinyl soundtrack for this movie. I thought they did such a beautiful job of like adding the jazz music to the song at the very end and just adapting the traditional or like original soundtrack to the ride for this film. I do wish we had gotten like something super new and fresh. If I'm being honest, I felt like they reused a lot of the same songs to my knowledge because I can't remember clearly. I don't I don't own it yet to go back and check, but um, that's just my take. I think the songs they did redo and add like the jazz spin to it were done very well, but I would have loved a little bit of something new and fresh to look forward to, if that makes sense. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about was that the story of the ride was done so well with this. I have been, I have heard through stories and through research uh, over my time as a content creator that there is no like one true version of the story in the ride because there's just like different versions of it because there were different creators that worked on it or imagineers that worked on it um so i thought that they did such a great job of creating this new story and encompassing like all the elements of the ride I thought that Eddie Murphy's version was like such a great fun one, but they really missed out on the opportunity to talk about the 999 haunts. And I thought that it was so great that they really didn't tease that much of it in the trailers. I even saw in interviews, people would ask like the director, like, so is there really 999 haunts in this movie? And he kept it very vague. And I really loved that because I went into the movie not expecting what it really was. I apologize if that's considered a spoiler. I don't think it is, but I just really loved that they made it a cohesive story. And I just appreciated that. And I have a lot more to say, but I have found my thoughts usually come up naturally with whatever you all are submitting. So let's grave dig right into your answers. So my first question was, who was your favorite character? And Full Moon Goddess said, Ben, he was sweet, funny, and loved his backstory, end quote. I have to agree, based on the trailer, I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about most of the cast, which is why I really wanted to talk about this question in particular, because I feel like I could fangool over each and every one of the characters, if I'm being honest. And before I forget, I do want to say that this might be the point where you want to pause if you don't want any spoilers, because it might just like come up naturally through some of these responses. Uh, and then 
Ghoul with the Curl said, Ben and Travis, Ben had me at his crying ability, end quote. Yeah. Ben was definitely a fan favorite. Uh, I also really appreciated him. I was rooting for him. I just think that he did such a great job of, like, balancing his skepticism with his hope with his love his grief like just every part of him was very well balanced to where he never became too much like even when he was being skeptic I'm gonna do a little callback to the ghoul mates uh I had we had feedback in the past that Mr. Spooks was so skeptic that like they just didn't want to hear it because it would take them out of like having fun if that makes sense and I thought that they didn't focus on the skepticism so much to where that's how people felt watching it it was almost in a funny way because we knew deep down that's not what was going to happen right that he was wrong and the ghosts do exist in this universe so I just thought that it was all very well balanced uh Rapuano Ashley said Joe Coy we got Filipino representation in Haunted Mansion now yay end quote um I thought this was a great this is why I love talking to you ghouls about how you feel about movies and stuff because this is something I would have never noticed you know I'm always first to mention when there is like Latina representation or women empowerment but since I'm not Filipino that's not something I was looking out for but I love when you all call out when these things mean something to you so I will admit I actually did not know who Joe Coy was but it turns out Joe Coy is the daytime bartender I believe in the scene where he tells uh Ben that he smells like yesterday. I thought that's, that that line was so funny, which is why I knew immediately when I read, like, he's the daytime bartender. I was like, that's who he is. So I apologize greatly if that is not actually who he is in the scene that I'm talking about. Uh, okay, and then Dapper Dan 915 said, it's crazy Jared Leto was in the movie because I wouldn't have known without the on-screen credit, end quote. Yes, I am so excited to see behind the scenes about this film because... I always wonder, like, how much of this was really Jared Little? Like, if we had not had an actor or someone we know, knew behind it, like, how much of this character would have still just been the same? But based on, like, the voice and just, like, some of the interactions or, like, actions the character had, I would assume that he did play a bigger role in it than it seems. And if I'm being honest, Jared Leto is a phenomenal actor, so I only wish that we could have seen him like actually like just in costume and acting because I'm sure even that would have been amazing. So I'm really excited to see the behind the scenes on that. And then a few of you said Harriet and of course, Madame Leota. And I wanted to take a moment to talk about each of them. I'll start off with Madame Leota. So I, <laughs> unpopular opinion, did not really love Jamie Lee Curtis as Madame Leota, if I'm being honest. I felt that it felt like she was acting. I've talked about this before where to me, a good actor is someone who when you are watching their character that they're in, you are not aware of the fact that they played a different character. For example, I'm a big fan of Courtney Cox. I love her character in Friends as Monica and I love her as Gail Weathers. And when I am watching Gail Weathers, I am not actively aware of the fact like, oh, that is Monica. And vice versa. When I'm watching Monica, I'm not like, oh, that is Gail Weathers. When I was watching Madam, I was like fully aware that is Jamie Lee Curtis playing Madam Leota, if that makes sense. I don't know if just like right off the bat when the movie opened, I had already like put up my guard because I wasn't a fan of her opening the welcome foolish mortals line just because it's not what you're used to hearing on the ride. 
And now as I'm saying this, I'm feeling like I'm sounding anti-feminist, which is not the case. I just didn't feel like her voice was spooky enough, if that makes sense. Like it didn't have enough oomph, like bass in it. I don't know. Because I will say also like at the end when Harriet is reading the like, when hinges creak, like that sounded stronger to me. So I almost wish it had opened with um, Tiffany Haddish's voice instead. I don't know. Don't come for me in the comments. We are all entitled to our own opinion. I also will say that I am very partial to Jennifer Tilly's Madame Leota in Haunted Mansion. Like, I think she just plays that role so well. So I don't know. I just, it wasn't what I was expecting for Madame Leota, if I'm being honest. Uh, and, but on the other hand, Harriet, I think for me was a show stealer. I loved Harriet so much, which was a very unexpected surprise for me because I'm not the biggest fan of Tiffany Haddish. I feel like she went through this phase of like being strictly comedy and then trying to switch to being a serious character. And it like you just forget, like you can't forget also that she is a comedian. But in this movie, I really loved how her character progressed. I loved that it was this play on like, she seems like she's pretending to be confident, but then by the end of the movie, you realize that she's not actually confident. She's kind of doing that whole, like, fake it till you make it. And then once all it takes is, like, her mentor or someone like Madame Leota to tell her, like, I believe in you. And then she does something magical. And by the end, she's just this, like, confident ball of joy that just, like, really owns what she's saying and, and believes it. And I just loved that character progression so much. Like, I just, I cannot stamp, stop fangling over Harriet's character. Like, I really, really loved it. And I thought that she brought, like, just the right amount of comedic relief to the scenes. I I could go on forever, honestly. So let's move on to the next question. So the next question was, who was your favorite ghost? So Alice in Wanderlust said, hatbox ghost. I even wore a hatbox ghost shirt to the theater. Haha, <laughs> end quote. Okay, I want to know where you got this shirt. So if I'm being honest, the reason I'm not wearing Haunted Mansion right now is because I have such a hard time finding Haunted Mansion merch that I truly, really, really love, if I'm being honest. Uh, so I did not have anything other than like my Hauntathon shirt that Hello Sparkles created. So I would love to see those links. Link me up in the comments if you have any cute Haunted Mansion merch. Okay, and then... Full Moon Goddess said, definitely Constance Hatchaway. She is spooky and made me jump at least twice. So, end quote. Sorry. Um, I really love this answer. I agree. I love how spooky they made Constance. And I really thought that she was a little too spooky for kids, if that makes sense. Like, I think my niece would probably get scared at what happened in the scenes with her. Um, like, they are, like, very similar, very close to, like, Hill House appearances um so I thought that that was really fun okay and then ghost sitter said the mummy and I just wanted to mention that one because I also loved the mummy I thought that the character was so cute I was even like do I want to be the mummy for Halloween <laughs> so I thought that was a good one and then happy haunts az said the captain and the tightrope ghost the helpers end quote um so that is really cute I I'm afraid to admit this, but I don't think that I caught the tightrope ghost. Like, I'm not recalling what scene that was in, but I definitely remember the captain. And then Rapuano Ashley said, truthfully, I loved Gacy. I was surprised at his warmth and I loved this take on him, end quote. Okay, another unpopular opinion. I actually, I'm looking at this to see if I read it correctly. I felt like the character was a little weak. I know he was helpful towards the end, but also 
not what I expected, seemed kind of scared, which I get with the storyline, but I don't know how I feel about that ghost yet, if I'm being truthful. And then the next question I asked was, what did you dislike about the movie? So lots of hot takes here, guys. But honestly, nothing super like controversial or surprising, more so just like really um, validated some of the thoughts I was feeling. (laughs) So Alison Wanderlush said, I was kind of sad they made Hattie a bad guy, but I still enjoyed the story. Love Hattie, end quote. Okay, this is understandable if you are a Hatbox Ghost fan. Um, that is who she's referring to, in case you didn't catch on. Uh, Mr. Spooks is actually a huge um, Hatbox Ghost fan as well. Sorry, I keep looking down. I put on these nails for effect. Sorry, I moved the mic. Sorry. <laughs> um, I put these nails on for effect with the Madame Leota ball back there that I used at the beginning of the show. Um, but... They are just press-ons. They are Impress brand. Sponsor me. (laughs) Um, So this pinky keeps falling off, and I apologize that I keep looking down. All right. Moving on from the awkwardness in three, two, one. All right. Next comment comes from DapperDan915. He said, Dan Levy and Rhinona should have had larger roles. I think they weren't used correctly. So this is a hot take. I have heard this as well as a lot of complaints about how quickly they were listed in the credits which to be fair I feel like the cast isn't very large to begin with but I do agree that I personally felt that they were just like thrown into the movie to say they were in the movie if that makes sense like they could have had a very much more active role and that also leads us into Monica Gauman's comment which said Rosario Dawson was underutilized and she said I do wish it had been a bit more scary as it might have been if Guillermo del Toro had stayed on the project end quote so I also felt like Rosario Dawson could have been utilized more I really loved Gabby's character I thought she was very like heartwarming like playful just enough but not like overly playful where it's corny like she just felt genuine and that is what I mean ghouls coming full circle to the Madame Leota thing like Gabby was Gabby she was not Rosario Dawson she was not anyone I've ever seen in another role she encompassed the character Gabby which I really loved so end rant I'll get off my pedestal now um and then ghost sitter said some of the acting was really bad end quote I mean, that pretty much sums up the things I just said. I think there was a very good combination, or not very good, but there was a very solid combination of good and bad and in between. But overall, I felt that the cast came together very well, which was something I meant to say before we went into this question. It's just that as I saw the trailers and the announcements for who the cast was, I was very disappointed. I was like, how are these actors going to like work together? I don't like where this is going. Like, this is going to be not serious it's gonna be a joke um but I really thought that all of the characters worked really well together once you understand the storyline specifically Owen Wilson's character with the big reveal at the end like I actually thought it came together really well and I don't even know if I would recast anyone or ask for anything differently because it was just a very odd but pretty decent mix when they came together so that's my thoughts on it And then we had a longer submission from Rapuano Ashley, and she said it felt like they wanted to take it in a really deep route in terms of the emotional journey along with the PG-13 elements. But let's be honest, it's Haunted Mansion. We're here to see dancing ghosts. No need to reinvent the wheel. I also watched it... 
super late and was very sleepy, so that might have something to do with me losing attention at points, end quote. Okay, so that pretty much validates how I felt about it as well. I did mention that I had seen it once. I missed a lot of parts, if I'm being honest, specifically the parts that had no action in it. I actually, when I went to see it the second time, I swore I had like actually fallen asleep at some points because I didn't remember certain scenes. But I will also say that I really enjoyed those deeper elements to it because of the awareness it's bringing to a lot of topics and conversations about handling death and grieving and going through those um, steps. So I don't really have a problem with it. I think the problem I had with the movie was that, how do I say this? It was cute. It was spooky. It was like on the verge of horror, but then they'd pull back right away. And in my opinion, the movie was too spooky for kids and not spooky enough for adults. And I get that that is the, like, that is what the ride is known for. It is at Disneyland. It is at a kids theme park. But I just felt like the movie should have picked a side or leaned into the spookiness a little more. Like I mentioned, Constance Hatchaway is a little too scary for my niece, in my opinion, so if we were going to go there, why not just go all the way, if that makes sense? Uh, so that was my gripe with the movie. Every time there was like a spooky scene that came up, I'd get like super hyped and into it. And then it'd be over before I knew it and back to like a comedic relief line, which is fine. Like I said, that's kind of what Haunted Mansion really is. But I would have loved to see it more on the horror side, uh, definitely on the Guillermo del Toro side, like Monica had mentioned. Okay, and then uh, we have, what was your favorite part? So on to the positive. Uh, Dapper Dan 915 said, the stretching room scene and all the scenes with the original attraction effects, end quote. I agree. I will tell you guys, most of you submitted a very similar response to this. A lot of you said that it felt exactly like the ride. So I think that was definitely done spot on. Uh, Full Moon Goddess said, the cemetery scene at the end, end quote. Okay. I want to focus on this a little bit because this was one of the scenes that I was mentioning I felt was over too soon. So the scene where Hatbox or Hattie, as Alison Wanderlash called him, is falling down. I loved that scene so much, but I also hate it because I feel like more could have been done with it. I feel like it could have lasted longer. I really, 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 really wanted to see um, like a glitch between Hatbox Ghost, like Ghostface and Jared Leto. Like that would have been such a great way to tie in that it was actually Jared Leto. I don't know if it was like a timing or a money or an effects thing, but I felt like there was such an opportunity missed there to do more. Like that scene was just so good. It did not satisfy with how quickly it went by. <laughs> um, so I will die on that hill. Like that is the one thing I can't get past. It was such a good scene and they could have done more and extended it. All right. And then Ghost Sitter said when they did reverse seance and he went to the other side. So cool. End quote. I agree. I really, really loved all of the seance room scenes, the way they discover it, the way even like the part where Harriet like starts snoring and they think like she's not that she's like BSing them. Like, that's what I mean. Like, she is so like she's just such a like enlightening character. Like she is what she is. Like she's confident. But, you know, like she's not actually confident. And like, how relatable is that as a woman? Let's be honest. Um, so Yes, believe in your magic. Don't be Harriet. 
I am your Madame Leota. Believe in your magic walls. Okay, and then Happy Haunts AZ said, love the whole thing, loved how it ended on Halloween, end quote. Okay, I'm really surprised more of you did not mention this part that it ended on Halloween, but I loved that. And that like beautifully brings together full circle my thought about how this was just like such the perfect movie to get us hyped for spooky season because the movie is not about Halloween, but it ended on Halloween, which in my opinion means it is officially spooky season. Just saying. <laughs> All right. And then Ghosted Easy said, I still can't stop laughing about the God give us a, br- a break prayer. End quote. Okay. So I admit this was one of the scenes that I missed. So I was really glad I asked the questions before rewatching the movie. But once I saw the movie, I was like, ah, Ghosty DZ, I see you. That was the quote you were talking about. So it was a pretty funny line. And then Rapuano Ashley said, I really enjoyed the whole later half of the film. Once Lakeith's character finally embraced the whole ghost aspect of it all and started interacting with them more. But once we got into the world of all the ghosts, that's where I was super sold and smiling ear to ear, end quote. Yeah, I agree. There is definitely a like somberness buildup to the ride portion, like I had mentioned. But at the heart of it, like, you are definitely smiling at a lot of parts of this movie, which I really loved. And then Monica Gauman said, set design and... Sorry, let me repeat that. Set design and attention to detail was phenomenal. I truly felt like I was in the mansion. I love the feel of New Orleans and the way they shot the scenes in town. Owen Wilson was pleasantly understated. I loved getting the backstory of many ghosts. The stretching room scene was super cool. End quote. So I think Monica phrased that really well, that Owen Wilson was pleasantly understated. And I agree. Like I said, all of the characters worked really well together. So I think that pretty much does cover all of my thoughts on the movie. Let me know in the comments down below if you have any additional thoughts that we didn't get to discuss. I'd love to discuss them with you further in the comments. If you're new around here, then we always sum up our entire rating with a very special segment that I'm not going to say yet because I do want you to stick around because there are still additional thoughts about the sequel and some other closing thoughts. But before we get into all of that, we do have to close up our review with It's Frickin' Bats. (laughs) All right. So on a scale of one to five freaking bats, how many bats do you think that Nerdy Ghouls gave the Haunted Mansion? Did you put in your guesses? Are you guessing? Did you guess three? Did you guess four? Or did you guess 4.9 freaking bats? Ghouls? This is like, I think probably the highest score any movie has gotten outside of like a straight up five, which is so crazy. Like I was really anticipating a four, a 4.5, maybe even a three, but that was a high rating. Like nobody rated it low, honestly. So that was really surprising to me. If I were going to give it my rating, I think I would give it a four. (laughs) Um, Like I said, I think that they needed to ride the line between like spooky-er or not as spooky. It was very enjoyable. I still love the movie, but for me, I still wish they would have pushed the envelope a little bit more towards spooky and given Guillermo del Toro a chance to see what he could do with something spooky like this. I mean, obviously we know he can do spooky things, right? But I just really wish we would have seen what the Haunted Mansion by Guillermo del Toro would have looked like. Um, But those are overall my thoughts. Like I said, it was really fun. It was enjoyable. I really love that it brought um, awareness to 
death and life and celebration of life. But yeah, that's that those are my thoughts. <laughs> All right. So moving on, though, I did want to talk about the possibility of a sequel because something that came up a lot was I'm just realizing I don't even think it came through in my notes, which is odd, but I remember Happy Haunts AZ and Monica Galman had mentioned that they were really upset that the Grim Grinning Ghosts um, singing bust did not come out. And I noticed this too. And another thing that Mr. Swooks and I noticed was that they never showed the actual like Haunted Mansion uniforms, the traditional ones. So I have a haunt take on my theory. <laughs> uh, I believe... And I strongly believe this. If anyone has any additional like fan theories or sources or information, please drop them in the comments below. I really think that a sequel is in the works. And I think that they already know what they're going to do with it. And they kind of saved some of those little like Easter eggs for the sequel. So my prediction, if I could tell the future, <laughs> like Madame Leota, is um, I think that the next movie is going to be a wedding, a haunted mansion wedding. And I think that they are going to do the bed and breakfast. And that's kind of like where we're going to see the uniforms come up. And I also think that this whole like bed and breakfast vibe is going to have those like singing busts in it. Cause like, that's where it would make sense most. So I don't know. Let me know in the comments down below what you think of my theory. I really hope that I'm right. Let me know if you would even like that. I would love it. I think it would play a lot more on the lighter side and not so spooky side. So I don't know how that would do, but I would love it because like I said, I just feel like pick a route. The second one would definitely be more on the cute, fun, lighthearted side. Um, so I don't know. I think that that is all I have for you ghouls about the Haunted Mansion today. I am so happy and excited and I can't believe I survived my first video podcast. Please let me know in the comments down below which you are preferring. Are you going to keep listening to the podcast on your streaming platform or are you going to tune in to see my cute spooky face on YouTube? Please like, comment, and subscribe if that's what you're doing. Uh, but really, I'm so excited to be back. Fangooling over spooky pop culture is what I do. It is who I am. It's what gets me excited. It's what it's just what like fuels my spooky soul, if you can't already tell. So I'm really excited to be back. I'm excited to bring back all of the segments as their own topics. Look out for a Keeping the Spook Alive video specifically where I talk about how I'm keeping the spook alive, what I'm watching, um, what you all are doing. Keep an eye on my Instagram stories at Mandy Spooks so that you can participate in all of the co-host questions. And I cannot wait to see where this new journey goes. That is all I have for you ghouls today. As always, feel free to join our Discord server where you can continue the conversation with nerdy ghouls around the world. And until next time, sending you ghouls and kisses. Bye!